Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I hope you guys are doing freaking amazing. I am recording so early. That's how y'all know I love y'all. It's like 7 a.m. This is definitely dedication at its finest. Like, it's the dedication for me. Okay, honey? So, um, yeah, I hope you guys are having a great week. This week, we definitely have a guest, a guest co-host. Her name is Q. I cannot wait for you guys to meet her and learn all about her. If you don't already, she is known for her work with Q-Tip and also for her work with Cinematic. But now she is evolving as an artist and also embracing her roots as a Native American. And you guys know that I have been definitely on the tip of like embracing my roots and um, making sure that I am aware of all that I am as a Kenyan, as a black woman and things like that. So we really connect on that level and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview and her story. But before that, let's get into these updates. Um, since last week, what's been going on? Oh, yesterday I went to a really, really amazing event. Shout out to Kay, Kay Hudgens from The Grio which is a publication out here. She put together a really good event for um, Insecure. It was kind of just like a bunch of us chopping it up about you know the ending of an era in a sense and um jay ellis was supposed to be there but he sent a great like audio not audio over a video over answering questions and stuff like that it was just super dope super intimate um shout out to jameer pond who you guys know from the plant daddy episode he was one of the panelists and then also tsa bay whose name is actually reggie conquest um he was on the panel as well and also Marielle Turner who is the senior editor at the Rio um yeah it was really good it's just like chill out and like talk about it and then also to be to network and be around people again it was definitely one of my first networking events out and I will say that everyone's energy is like so much better I would say you know I would think that people would be like awkward or weird or whatever but I feel like people are like really got to know themselves and no one cares anymore. Nothing's really that as stuffy as it used to be anymore. And I love that because it's just like nothing is ever that serious. And if you could be if you go to networking events, you know how it can be like weird and everyone's trying to like get to the person who they think can help them and all that type of stuff. But it's just like just let that shit rock. Let it flow. Um for real. It's let God do his thing when it comes to stuff like that. But yeah, that event was amazing. Shout out to you guys. Um, Kaisha Hudgens, Kaisha Hudgens, and the whole Griot family who put that together. Um, uh, updates. Oh, so really, same old, same old. Working, chilling. Um, the holidays are coming up. I won't be going home for Thanksgiving. I made like an adult decision to stay here because I have to focus on um, something it, that's super duper important. So I think I'm going to stay and maybe go to Philly with a friend or stay here and just honestly just like knock it out, chill out, um, and then go home for Christmas and the holidays. So yeah, I've just been doing that. Um, one thing that I've added to my routine recently is making sure I move my body every day. We talked a little bit about, um, how the weather change can definitely make you a little bit more lethargic and just change your mood. And I don't got time for that. I don't have time for it at all. So um, I do my yoga hit twice a week. And then when I don't do yoga hit, I go and get on the elliptical for 15 to 20, 20 minutes. 
and literally every day I do something and I can see it in my body. I can feel it. Um, so definitely if you have any type of the sleepies or whatever, move your body. I always say I'll move y'all's body. And then also I went to GNC to grab some supplements because you know you got to switch it up during the holidays, during the cold season, especially if, you, if you're in New York. And I picked up vitamin D, B complex complete and zinc. And literally I've been taking it for three days and I swear I feel the difference. Like I said to y'all, it's seven in the morning and I'm over here recording and stuff and talking to y'all. So and if you know me, like, nah, it, it don't be like that. So definitely take care of yourselves. Um, we're going to move on because we definitely have an amazing interview. Um, we're going to do part one of the interview and then next week we'll have part two. So let's move on to change. So change of the week is a little bit different. This video came across my feed and I think his name is Josh, but his Instagram name is at Chef Nitram, spelled C-H-E-F-F-N-I-T-R-A-M. And he's a teacher and he gave his some of his students a haircut and like got the boys fresh for picture day. And I, this is a, a call to all the black educators. This is a call to educators, period, teachers, period, who care about their students. I love kids so much. I used to substitute teach. Um, one of my main things when I was back in Houston is working with the IME Foundation. You guys already know this. And like black kids, kids of color, um, especially in under privileged areas deserve everything. They deserve more than everything. And to see when teachers like go above and beyond is amazing because they don't even get paid enough to do so. They, it's a very stressful and strenuous job if you have friends that are teachers or whatever. And so shout out to this guy for getting his boy fresh on picture day. It's like, I just love to see it. I love to see it. I posted on my story and I just want to give change to honestly all of the teachers. We're like getting to the end of the year or whatever. And I know it gets even more crazy during this time. So shout out to y'all. Y'all get changed of the week. I love you guys. Literally love teachers. So that's change of the week. We're going to move on to our pen pal letters and then we're going to get into the interview. So for pen pal letters, you guys already know, email me at um, foyerthoughtspod at gmail.com or DM me on my Instagram. This letter for this week says, Dear Penny, how did you get into working with brands and doing more influencer type of content and post? How did I? I think that in the beginning, beginning, I was more so looking for sponsorships and working with brands when it came to the podcast. Because if you know podcasting, the main way that you uh, garner revenue is through like commercials or like sponsored ads on the podcast unless you have like a patreon or unless you have like an investor or unless you have there's you know maybe if, if you're on youtube and you get views but the main way is definitely through ad revenue so i started to look for brands that would make sense for you know when it comes to wellness when it comes to hair when it comes to things like that that would make sense for the brand and for the podcast and within that i was like oh like I could definitely do this on Instagram as well. People have a misconception that you have to have like a big ass following to do that. But no, if you have like a thousand followers, you're called a 
nano influencer and people love that because that means you actually know who's following following you and vice versa and you have an actual relationship and the people that you that follow you trust you so they actually are liking that more than like these bigger influencers and they get of course they spend less on nano influencers than they do these huge influencers so I kind of started off like that and then another thing was people would just send me stuff so that's really like how it started started I was okay people are sending me stuff let me just like walk into this if people are trusting me with their brand voice and stuff like that like okay let me not shy away from this whole thing I was really apprehensive like of it all because I just don't like what the way people talk shit about influencers as if it's like a mindless ass job when it's really like a lot of hard work. And I also don't like the um, oversaturation of it as well. Although potting is oversaturated, but I don't care. Um, I guess that's like let that go for potting and for Instagram and for everything else that I want to do. If it seems now oversaturated due to social media, it's like, no, no one brings like my unique me, my unique vision, my unique flavor onto whatever it is. So it's like, let that shit go. And also, who cares what anyone has to say? I'm getting to the bag and they not. So whoever has anything to say about, oh, you're an influencer and like think it's like a dumb thing to be, it's like, no, you're dumb. So um, because you missed out on a whole ass bag that like is fun to get. So I definitely had to like get out of my head when it came to that. And then also shout out to Courtney Brand, who is a amazing, dope ass um, influencer in Houston. Her name is at Green Eyes Gold Soul on Instagram. She had has like a bunch of mentees and I was a part of that mentee class, still am. And she really taught us how to get to the bag for real. And then through that, I realized like, yo, this is like a six figure and then some business. And why would I not capitalize on that right now when I have the foundation already for it, the followers for it and um, I'm just never going to do anything that I don't like to do. Like, I'm not going to be having tummy tummy tea or some shit on there. Never going to have, like, no waist trainers or nothing like that, you know. But I'm going to definitely do what makes sense and have fun with it. So I would definitely start with just doing your research. And there's a really good app called Tribe. If you're at 3,000 plus followers, download Tribe. It links you to different brands who are looking for influencers and it's like maybe like 400 a post, three, 400 a post or whatever, depending on what you're doing. Um, girl, get that three, $400 for that post. Girl, what? So yeah, that's that for that. Let me stop rambling. We're going to go on to our interview with Q. This is a good one. So I'm so excited. Love y'all so much. Until next time. Before we get into the podcast or the interview, Definitely had a little bit of sound issues because you know we're still doing Zoom and things happen. Just want to let you guys know beforehand. But the interview is still top tier, so let's make it do what it do like we always do. So welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I'm here with my friend Q. Hey girl, my friend, my sis actually. Yes. My Virgo sis, yes. no, I mean, you guys are psychopaths, but I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your sign again? Wait, are you? I'm, I'm a Libra. A Libra, that's what it was. Okay, a Libra. Yes. Yeah, and y'all yes. kind of get along with everybody. 
Yes, right? yes. I mean, yeah. we're psychopaths too. So it, it, yeah, so it's just, it works. It, works. It, ma- it makes sense. <laughs> okay, so um, of course, like I always say, I always know who I want to have on the pod, but it's always about like the right moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have you tell them about who you are, what you do and stuff like that. But for me, I really adore like creatives in the industry and just women in the industry who literally are real and, you know, and they, and they actually care about other women. And um, when I first started to get in here, I'm not even sure how we actually met, Matt. I have no idea. Probably like one of the parties that I threw or something. Right. They just came to the following each other. And I like was like, oh my God, I got to go to this party. But Mm -hmm. um, I remember I was interviewing for Cinematic for an internship there. And I hit you up. And you were just like so cool, so sweet. Like most people just aren't that, um, what's the word? Just like helpful yeah, and, yeah. and transparent, you know? Yeah, and I yeah. wasn't used to that at all. I, of course, come from Houston, from Texas, and I was kind of new here. And I was like, damn, like this is a, an actual like genuine soul. Yeah. So it's just like a breath of fresh air always, like for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. So tell the people like who you are, like where you came. I, I always say like who you were, who you are, and then who you are gonna be or who you plan to be or who, who you will be shit okay okay, okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. well my name is q pronounced q u e excuse me spelled q u e um many people know me as a businesswoman in the music industry um i host events i do all types of productions in all lanes of music but this specifically is because I am releasing a song tomorrow, actually, 11 yes. 11. So, this is Q the singer. So, we're going to talk about who, who I am and who I will be. This is Q the, the singer songwriter. Um, and I am originally from New York, but I grew up in Atlanta. So, to speak to why it was so warm is because of that Southern hospitality. Right. I know all about it. And then, just also just being a, a Black and Brown woman in the music industry, I know how important it is to really like help each other along the way so mm-hmm. yes I'm currently based out of Jersey City um New York whenever you say like you ever see somebody put like in their bio it says like NJ slash New York and people talk yeah. they're just like that's how you know it. they live in Jersey right <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the same it's right here you know my it's so close yeah it's so and close. it's so cute and peaceful I went to visit like to come like link with you and I'm like okay this is nice and it's not that far like people be OD saying that Jersey's that far they're doing the most and look most. it's cheap um I believe it's either on like Sundays or Mondays we don't have retail tax I don't know if anybody knows that but come Wait, shopping are you, so it's yeah. tax it's taxis what was it called taxi I remember like in Texas like like right before school started it'd be like one weekend where everything yep. was Yep, it's like that, but like every week. Like I don't know, I don't know if it's Sunday or Monday, but like that's a thing in New Jersey. Yeah, I didn't know that, so yes. I gotta go yes. shopping there. That's yes. crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so before we get into like more of your story and stuff like that, I want to definitely address what happened this past weekend um, mm-hmm. in Houston at Asheville Fest. Mm-hmm. Definitely prayers to all the families, to Travis, yes. to Scoremore. Yes to yes. Live Nation, to yes. everybody that was involved. All of my friends who were involved, have some friends who witnessed some like really traumatic things. Oh, they actually went. Oh yeah, they actually went okay. and like they saw some, they, they saw like crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, your perspective was literally gold. I was like, oh my God, yes. Like this is something that I, I personally didn't even think don't about. Don't give me a travel penny. No, you don't have to get into it. Like get into <laughs> it as much as you want to, but. Okay. 
um, I really just like appreciate it because it just, it just made everything honestly make more sense for me too as someone yeah. who's not you know in rage culture or like yeah. never been to mosh pit <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can just share <laughs> to the extent that you want and then of course okay. they'll cut out whatever we think is like yeah you know. okay cool so I want to preface with, I am a person who is all about accountability. How can I, how could have I been more aware in a situation where I cannot put the blame on someone else? So to kind of start it with there, I think that it's more of a, um, it's more of a situation where we need to be a little bit more cognizant about the generation that's coming up, um, just to kind of speak to the whole mosh pit culture, like what happened in terms of people trampling all over each other to kind of rush the stage. That is not a mosh pit, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly what happened, the rushing of the stage was not a pit formed of uh, spiritual expression. So I will start with saying that I hope that, you know, the generation and the parents of this generation kind of learn from that and kind of um, ask their kids a little bit more questions about where they're going and, and, and what they're really into to kind of get a grasp on what they're engaging in. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, yes, it's a thing of, you know, production. It's a thing of, you know, maybe Travis could have done a little bit more in terms of really just stopping the show and saying, yo, I'm not going to fucking continue until you guys get your shit together. But I do do truly, truly think that we need to assess the generation under us. What is that? Generation X? Gen X. Yeah. X. Yes. Gen mm-hmm. X, they are, um, they're like a hybrid of us where we're kind of like, you know, fuck the system. But I think that, you know, our generation, because we come from, you know, our parents, you know, actually being a part of cultures, creating like hip hop and all of these actual movies, right. we have a little bit more direction. And we have a little more foundation too. Like we just right. like, and our right. parents, just, they, they didn't play that. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we was getting ass whoopings. Like we was, where, where you at? I don't know whose house you're right. at. Oh, you want punishment. You know what I'm saying? And right. That. This generation with the parents just, you know, the access that they have to. Exactly, exactly. And then the parents just being younger and, you know, wanting to be a bit more free spirited, which is completely fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it a thing where we're getting down on the parents and shit. But I do think that, you know, moving forward, everyone does need to be a little bit more into what Gen Z is into and kind of teaching them to protect their spirits and protect their souls. Because, you know, if if they have been armed with those tools to, you know, truly protect their souls, I personally don't think that they would have been mm-hmm. injected, you know, like that. Right. But, and if you can, because people aren't going to understand <laughs> what you mean in a yeah. sense to, uh, well, some people might, but yeah. um, like the spiritual part about that culture, since yeah. you, like, you you definitely moshed before, you're definitely yeah. spiritual. Oh, yeah. Person. Oh, yeah. That's that a great me- segue into everything else we're going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Me, and me, me and my boyfriend, we are, we've been to Travis shows, multiple shows. We get in the pit. Um, I've definitely busted a knee or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go, you are going to let your spirit kind of live between these two uh, spaces. So when you go, you know, and I can, I can only speak for myself and, you know, my friends who I know, you know, who are in the culture, but when you go, you know, you have to prepare for that. You know what I'm saying? You right. have to prepare from every way from, you know, making sure you're drinking enough water, mm-hmm. understanding that you probably shouldn't be drinking alcohol, you know, you know, smoke your weed or do whatever to kind of enhance that experience for you, but alcohol dehydrates you. So, you know, just little stuff like that. And then just actually preparing your spirit to be safe while it's kind of in this, 
you know, space where it's kind of hanging out with everybody else's spirit, right. you would have needed to prepare your spirit to be doing that. So based on everybody's, you know, personal spiritualities, those practices can be different. But I, I truly think that that's what Moshpit culture is about. You know, you're, you're agreeing to being in that space where, you know, your spirit may be out, out of your body for a second, because that's also music. Music is a spiritual. Right. And like you, know, you were saying, you're like, um, of course, we are not everyone should be accountable, but we're also not blaming Trav. I'm not blaming, everyone just needs to be accountable we're for their own. Yeah, we're not blaming all. anyone. We're not blaming anyone. And Travis was in a, in a trance. Like when you yes. perform, like you are in a whole trance. Even when yes. I am on stage, like doing interviews, like you're in a whole different like wavelength and yes. it, it is a spiritual thing. So it's like, I don't, I'm not sure people like, you know, took that into account. And then also people, yeah. people don't know anything about Mosh culture and they just are like, they don't even know that that's happening. Like they're right. like, oh, a bunch of kids. Right. Try to hit each other in the fucking face and all that. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. Not, exactly. It's like, it's Especially for fun. us, like it's, if you didn't grow up in the South where like Waka Flocka was a thing when mm. we was growing up, that was kind of like our introduction to, to Mosh for our culture. Right. And even though it's not a new thing for us, it was like, oh, Waka. And then just how it moved your body. You're like, you oh, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a perfect segue into, okay, your song is coming out. Mm-hmm. It's called Cry. It comes out, what, tomorrow? Well, today. This is going to be today. Midnight. Yes. Midnight. Okay. So how do you feel? How do you feel? I feel great. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I literally, like, not even exaggerated, have not been sleeping. Like, I'm just up. From nerves um, or from work? I'm just, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to say it's nerves, right? Because like nerves is attached to like negative anxiety. I think I'm just excited. Right. No, I'm that's really so excited. exciting. Right. Like I'm finally in this position. Like, um, I, cause I used to sing, like when I was in high school, like I was known as the singer, like mm-hmm. my superlative was most likely to be famous and I would perform at certain little, you know, talent shows and things like that. So like, for me, it's kind of just, I'm really excited to just, kind of check in with like my child self and say hey like I know we kind of left this off that note that we did wherever my mind was at when I said I didn't right. want to do it anymore but to kind of be able to loop back in and be like hey girl we're back and we're mm-hmm. dropping a song right. so I feel really fucking great I think that the song itself is such a beautiful record like it, the messaging like when you know myself and you know my 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 bestie my good good sis yes love her we were, yes when we were sitting and we were writing um it was definitely emotional for like everybody in the room so we just knew you know what it what it was for us and hopefully what it'll, mm-hmm. it'll do for other people but I think it's a it's a beautiful song mostly because it has a bop you know you could you know get your little groove on smoke your tree do what do whatever but like the messaging like the messaging is so on point and to speak back to you know what happened at Astro World, you know something like this song and the messaging of that I think will help people you know carry through that situation and then just kind of just continue to move through because we're coming off of the age of the of the Aquarius you know what I mean like we're we're in a space where our talents are supposed to be for each other and supposed to be for the next generation. So I I take that very seriously. And so with this song and with the rest of my music, like we're talking about stuff We're we're going to dance and, you know, we're going to get our shit off a little bit because Mosh Pit culture. I'm gonna give you. I'm right. gonna give you the I'm about to be in that whole like. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's so let's go back then, so people get uh, a better perspective. Because I love I love stories like this. 
I love when like all like, you know, you go through life or whatever, but like you never know like what you're going to use, what's going to, you know, come back around. But literally mm-hmm. like God's spirit is always like working in your favor with every experience. Yeah. So for you, you said that uh, when you were younger, you were definitely more so like in the forefront an artist, a singer. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing that. And then one day you were just like, okay, I'm not feeling this because it's like it just didn't feel like was, was it authentic? Like, how would you describe it, it just didn't feel right because you were so young like how, how'd you know yeah I, I was so young but like this this person that I am today in terms of like being so in tune with my spirituality I've always been that person yeah so like even like when I was younger and I was like like super young like being a kid and just being like mm, I don't like the energy in this room That's and how everybody I was yeah oh and then you know the adults kind of perceiving that as you being like rude or disrespectful and it's like mm-hmm. nah I'm actually just in tune so with that being said I just kind of felt like I remember the moment too I used to um, perform at this spot called Club Endenu Mm -hmm. um it was down Atlanta Atlanta. Mm -hmm. it was downtown Atlanta and um like I did a couple sets there like they they really you know fucked with me and supported me um and I was on stage and I just kind of looked out and and I mean, I was a kid, like there were adults in the crowd, so they weren't like being like, you know, mean or anything, but I just kind of looked out and I had this perspective change of, you know, there are people here, you know, judging me. They don't know where I come from, you know, what exactly I'm trying to do, but like they have the power to judge me off of this one performance or this one interaction. And I literally got off stage and I was just like, I think that I need to kind of give them something like, a little bit not not more true but just more purposeful to yeah judge. something that they could really like feel like not yeah judge. yeah like yeah. if you're gonna judge something I don't wanna and it's like I'm a kid so I'm not like mad at myself or my influences but like at that time like I wanted to be the next fucking Sierra which is great because Sierra right, yeah he loves Cece you know right he love her but I think for me it just didn't make sense like I was like I need to experience life I need to really like come into myself even now like I'm coming more into my my Native American culture and really doing that purpose and if I had become a singer then it would have been either a harder to transition into you know who I am today or b it might not have ever happened and I was just so in tune with the fact that like this isn't it I don't know what is but I know I'll, I'll, I'll always music is literally my first love. Like I, you know, when you're younger, obviously the only people that you know are like your family members. Mm -hmm. The only other person that I knew was Michael Jackson, which I'm sure is the same for a lot of us. Right. 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 But I took that super seriously. Mm -hmm. I was just like, no, the music, the everything, like the short film, um, What's it? The one with Annie, Annie, are you okay in it? But it was like a short film on like VHS tape. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember right. that movie, yeah. But I watched that shit every day. Like yeah. I was super like with the fucking remote in my hand. Like this shit is awesome. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck, but. But I'm in it. it. Like this is Right, it. right. So I just, right. I just took every thought and every every feeling of intuition that kind of came to me about anything that surrounded music I just took it really seriously and I told my mom I don't want to do this anymore and then I went to college and then here we are today (laughs) and then you went but then you went on and you still worked in music and you still Mm -hmm. worked with artists so like talk about that journey as well because that is like 
all of that leads you to full circle to where you are now. Exactly. So I, I went to school. Um, I started out at Clayton State University, um, which is in Clayco, um, Atlanta, Georgia. So I did that for, I think I did that for two years. And then I was like, I need that big school experience. Like, literally coming from watching how high because representation matters <laughs> right. I was like I want that <laughs> right you're like I'm trying to do that oh my right. god so I was like all right so now I'm people normally say like a different world or something like that you talking about how high that is so funny like <laughs> look my parents my parents are hip-hop heads bro yeah. like everything was Wu-Tang tripod mm-hmm. quest so it was like mm-hmm. how high <laughs> I love um it. so then I go to the University of Alabama which was the best two years hands down of my entire life it really really shaped me seriously you know being in the heart of um a transcending racist place it really just changes you like completely um but I love that experience um then I you know was given the opportunity well not the opportunity but I was given the option of you either sit down on academic probation or you just figure it out and I was like you know what this isn't working for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I went back to Atlanta, started hanging out with like all the art kids in Atlanta. I don't know if, you know, everybody's familiar with new, new Atlanta two nine and mm-hmm. my homie Steve-O, he really just like ushered me into like that whole space. And yeah. I was like, all right, word, like I'm back in it. It's in a different way, but I'm back in it. Um, kind of just moved around in that for a bit, you know, curated some events. Right. Um, shout out to Paula, my good sis Paula. She helped me curate my first ever event with St. Beauty. But after that, I, what, I was working at Victoria's Secret and then I quit and I was just like, girl, what are you doing? And um, one of my friends at the time, he knew Q-Tip's manager Mm-hmm. and he put me on and I literally handed in my res my resume maybe like three months before tip even called me so I thought I didn't get it right and Tip just like texts me and was like hey this is q-tip just randomly one day hey, that's so crazy to get a message be like hey this is q-tip and you I'm like, like fucking fake like are you kidding me like, this can't be real. <laughs> right so I'm like uh yeah we could hop on the phone and he's like yo um you know I want to interview you and I'm like I'm on the first China bus to New York like I think it was like a Tuesday and I left on like a Friday and you were I, moving back well I mean at that time I wasn't doing I wasn't doing anything and my mom was kind of like well just come home because she lived you know back in New York at that time she was like just come home just sit down for a second you know right. you have somewhere to stay just you know get your mind right mm-hmm. and right when I spoke to her and and figure that out that next day is when I got that crazy and Mm -hmm. I was like oh hell yeah this is it this is is what I'm supposed to be doing right so I hop on a China bus to New York my mom picks me up um I literally change clothes in the car that she picks me up and we drive over to where Tip is I interview with him and I just remember like the biggest thing that I said to him he was like you know well I'm interviewing other people and I was like that's great so they can either work with me or (laughs) care what they're doing but this is my job And he really got a kick out of that. And he fucked with me. I, I was with him for two years. I did everything from, I started out as, as his personal assistant and I worked into, um, like I did some set assistant work for like the last uh, Tribe music video. Um, mm-hmm. And then 
when I left and moved on to cinematic, I realized that he had given me a tripod quest management credits at the end of the video, which he didn't even tell me. I literally was just watching the video. And, it and was I there. sat there fucking crying three months later. <laughs> that is so dope. Yeah. So Tip really That's like crazy. ushered me in. Like he's he's my big brother. He's my mentor. He's Q-tip is everything. Q-tip what is would everything. you say is like the biggest lesson that you've learned? Like not even career-wise. I'm talking mm-hmm. like spiritual, mental, life-wise. Mm-hmm. Like what's something that either learned by just watching him or that he's actually like said? Um, so I guess we can get personal. This is a part of my story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a few weeks sleeping in my car. Um, my my family lived in upstate New York, which was about an hour drive away from Tip's house. And I was doing it every day. It was fine. But then my car started to break down. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I can risk going home and then my car not starting and then not mm-hmm. being able to get to work. And so I made the executive decision to sleep in my car and um, Q-Tip caught on to it and he was fucking furious. He was like, how dare you be in a system of literal tribal unity and not let your tribe know that you need help. So I think that that was my biggest thing um, was just when you have your tribe and that's your fucking tribe, you take care of your tribe. Um, you know, shit worked out like it was it was yeah. so it was such a very small time that I did it and I was transitioning into getting my apartment. But like Q-tip, he definitely looked out um, and we made it work. And so, right. that, yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, yo, when you find your tribe, everybody's not your tribe. Sometimes you just work. Right. with people. You know what I'm saying? But when you find your tribe, you make sure you fucking look out for them. Right. And, and make sure that you ask for help. I think that's another yes. like really good lesson is like. Also, like, people don't know these stories. Like, I have stories just like that. Like, maybe yeah. not sleeping, you know, but it's, people have no idea, like, what yeah. we've gone through to get to where we are. All, yeah. all they see is, like, the finished pretty, you know, exactly. product of it all or whatever. Exactly. So asking for help is one thing I really sucked at. And so suck. Unless it's, like, my mama, like, I really suck. Right, right. Um, and so that's asking for help. And then also community. And, and knowing who that community is. Because everyone is not yours. And it's hard, right? Because it's, like, you don't want to ask for help excuse me, already being a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. We're already prideful and we don't want handouts and we want people to know that we worked for what we have so that we can stand on our throne and say, I fucking worked for this shit. Mm -hmm. So to kind of, you know, find that balance of asking and then like you said, is like, you know, finding the tribe and trusting the tribe, Mm -hmm. like all of that shit is trial and error. But you know, if you're Mm -hmm. attached to spirit, you know, you Mm -hmm. you know. You feel it, you feel it, Mm -hmm. you feel it. Um, it's another thing that like you said this time and and also during dinner and it's a great it was like great advice that I wish I would have heard and it's kind of kind of like about owning it and like your confidence and like being someone that people want to actually work with Mm -hmm. and kind of just like it's not it's not really playing the game but it's just like being you like you don't be like a stiff ass board you know or whatever the case may be so kind of speak more to that because I know you've worked you've had interns you've worked with different people and Mm -hmm. um but I've noticed, like, you can be, of course, be talented, of course, work hard. But another thing is be, like, a personable person, like, yeah. in a sense. So kind of, like, speak to that as someone who's, like, ushered in people into, you know, cinematic or wherever and just work with, like, young talent, like, yeah. some advice on that part of things. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I feel like that's my biggest thing. Like, when I'm interviewing people or when I'm just meeting people, like, I'm looking at, like, the character and the quality of person. Like, I don't really 
care what you do. Like, obviously, I want to make sure that what you're trying to do aligns with what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And it makes sense for both of us. But I do want to just work with good people because I really strive to be a good person. Like, I, (laughs) I was such a little fucking like, hall monitor ass (laughs) yeah no because that that's not right (laughs) you know what I'm saying like when I was a kid so like when I you know went through that period where you know you get hit and hit over the head with like your childhood traumas and you're like oh shit like who do I want to be that was one of my biggest things it's like yo I kind of like and you know people generally love me but then there's the other half people who don't understand me Mm -hmm. and so my biggest thing was I was a little shithead. How can I like be true to who I am? Because I'm sorry, like I'm I I am running the show. So you need to fall in the fuck line. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, how can I be that mm-hmm. but also not make people like miserable while they're yeah, or like super intimidated or whatever? Yeah, like I, I I don't want that fucking energy. Like I I'm super like chill and casual. Like I think that that's why. I was able to get like a really good set of interns because like our energy is just like word, like do mm-hmm. your job. I really don't give a shit what you do outside of that, bro. Like do your job, text me back and whatever. If you, yeah, like, you want it, you're going to do it. But this is, I'm just here to help you. You know, I'm just right. doing God's work by helping right. you. It's ultimate. And it's, it's like how far you want to go on this shit is really up yeah. to you. That's up but to as you. As, right. as, long, as long as you get what I need done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah but no I think I think that that's that's super big and to also speak to you know my singing career and my team everyone in my team were were all friends first like I don't think that because you know they say you know you can't work with your you know your friends and your family which I understand that part of it because when you mix business and pleasure the waters get a little murky but like I just don't see it working any other way for me. Right. And like, it needs to be that genuine, authentic, like I need to be able to just like spaz out or somebody needs to be able to have a bad day and there's no judgment because we just know Mm -hmm. each other. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, yo, let you do what she's doing. Right. Circle back. She doesn't mean it. And then it also gives me space to be vulnerable enough to apologize or to address mm-hmm. it and it just kind of mm-hmm. clears that air a little bit better so and not that like stuffy fake like off yeah. vibes where it's like you know someone's pissed off or you exactly. know something is like the passive aggressiveness like it just takes exactly. all that out exactly. which is the most annoying part about working like anywhere honestly yes yes right <laughs> right okay so all of that led you to here now and, and you're still working in music for sure mm-hmm. um but it also like you're gonna use i'm sure use all that you learn all your tools um for your music now right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. tell us more about like who like who you're going to be as an artist where Mm -hmm. it comes from and let's like let's get more into that so that is part one of the interview with q this is literally just the beginning we had some to talk about and then we're also friends so whenever i talk talk to my friends it's like two hours worth of conversation so that's way too long for one episode. Um, so on the next episode, we get more into her as an artist. And also we talk about her Native American roots, my Kenyan roots. We also talk about addictions and families. We also get into spirituality and relationships because y'all know she's booed up um, in a beautiful relationship. So we get into some other life deep stuff on the next episode. Um, Until then, make sure you stream Cry on all platforms 
And until next week, bye, y'all.